time to talk a podcast my name is grant uh so once again uh if you had just listened to uh last episode uh episode 82 uh we have a guest host uh again for this episode bronson say hello hey uh, thanks for having me back for a second episode once again stepping in for uh dave dave we're thinking about you may your may your voice feel better perfect so do you want to j- jump right into the uh, synopsis for us sounds good so for episode 83 entitled pride uh, upon reaching Rigako, Connie hatches a plan to trick Falco into being eaten by his mother. Elsewhere, the hero of the Eldian Empire, Jean, is to execute Yelena and Anya Capone for their crimes against humanity. Am I pronouncing that right? Anya Capone? Anya Capone? I think so, yeah. That's, okay. that's another like one, Al too. Capone or something. <laughs> I remember the first hey. time I heard his name, I was like, all right, let's 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 pause the screen for a moment. Like, what <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, no nicknames? Really? Yeah. That's a lot of syllables. Yeah. But, um, so, what what, uh, what are your feelings on this episode? It's the tee off. It's the tease. Sure. Is it, um, I'm glad certain things are resolved that I think needed to get the heck out of the way for the amount of time we have left. Yes. So in that, I enjoyed it. Otherwise, it, w- it was pretty good. And if anything, it's just got me very, very, very thirsty for next week's episode. Yeah, I definitely the ending of this episode is very much setting up. I think the true like last arc, of the, if you want to call it that, of, of the show. Um, I feel like you know. Everything up to this point has been kind of... I feel like the past few episodes has been a lot... Ever since the rumbling, it's been a lot of, like, chasing their tails. You know, it's everyone's scattering. Literally, everything's in, you know, in, you know, pieces, <laughs> quite literally. But, um, yes, yeah, so... It's not my favorite episode. Um, and I, I don't think I'm the only one. The internet has been pretty vocal. <laughs> a, lot oh, really? of, a lot of this stuff... You know, I was talking to Dave, um, you know, when the episode airs or aired, and he was telling me that he had read... Um, that this was also when this chapter came out in the manga, mm-hmm. people were not happy. Really? Uh, yeah. So I think I think it was kind of like along the lines of wrapping up like the whole Connie Falco thing. And that um, I can see because that, that, that yeah. storyline, which we'll get into, is not exactly HBO nail biting stuff. No. You know? This this episode, I think, it's the most you know. <clears throat> I guess you know you you're not caught up on season two. Of, uh, of Demon Slayer, and I, I won't spoil anything for you cool. here or anyone else, but Dave and I had a couple, we had a couple issues with, with the part two, certain instances in, in season two where it felt like, all right, like we're just blasting past this, you know, like we're bringing it up and we're moving on, and it was to keep the pace, because, you know, again, you know, small spoiler, very breakneck speed at points in season two for the, for the better, like it's a very, 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 very amazing season. But there's a lot of stuff. It was like if you weren't really paying attention, it was almost like blinking, you miss it, or not even so much. So it's just they brush like right past it. You hardly have the time to take it in. And I think this episode does a lot of that. Um, Very reminiscent of uh, seasons or season seven or eight of Game of Thrones. Just a lot of sure. Like, how did you get there? Where did you come from? Yeah. Okay. I guess we're all chilling together now. Is distance relevant? <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. How does time move in are this we all, world? Are we all taking dragons here? <laughs> yeah. No. So, but you know, like I said, there's there's some really great stuff in this episode. You know, there's 
some stuff that doesn't work. But so we'll we'll jump right in. Um, you know, the episode opens up with honestly like a really sad moment of Hanj having to kill off like her pursuers, like Viegris specifically. Oh yeah, we get yeah. like a, some pretty graphic headshots there, which you know we've been we've been missing a bit of gore for a while, so it's nice for the uh, for the show to remind us once in a while that uh, it's brutal and that there's no hu- hope in humanity. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see that. And yeah, like you said, Hanj is pure sadness while she's looking out for a boy having to take out her old co-workers so to speak well, and you know what like i think i think the show did something you know the animators did something very intentional where when we see you know before we see hanj we see you know there's two men in you know they're in scout regalia i guess if you want to call it and you know in the moment like we don't know necessarily know that they're Jaegerists, right we see them first as scouts then we see the one getting shot you know the, the second one is shot in the head and then it cuts to hanj and then you get the reminder of like, oh yeah, like the Hagris were scouts. Like these were her, these were like her brothers, you know, yeah. like brothers in arms and all that. And like it, it just, the sadness of like the, you know, just the fracturing of, you know, parody itself. And, you know, like, you know, just like the door that, you know, and Hanj was a huge part of like kicking that door open. Right. So it's, 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 it's really sad to see. You can see a lot of her decisions have led to a moment like this, you know. And it's been very interesting, too, like, as we get kind of the flashback, even though it's only been half a day, of uh, we get to see Hanj with that, um, with Aaron's message, just kind of peeking mm-hmm. through. And yeah. then it also brings up the point that, because it only seems to last for a moment, that was that pause in time just, like, a two-second thing? Or did it actually last the amount of time that Aaron was speaking? No, I, I think I think it's the, the latter in that instance. Um, like, this is one of those instances of the show is kind of just, like, moving along. Like, we right. know this happened. We know how long the conversation took. Um, and it's so funny, you know, like... So, you know, but, you know, before that, we get some, some stuff of, like, Hanji kind of patching up Levi. And we know, like, you know, the... It's quite some extensive, you know, stitches, stitch work right. that she's doing on his face. Like, it's, man, like, a post bandages he's gonna be quite scarred up but um but yeah so it's so funny like you know aaron's message goes out levi awake what's up let's go (laughs) it's all business right from the get-go levi kills me he's such such a good character telling you though those ackermans they got some uh, wolverine genes or something uh it it almost wonders like to like you know because you know you and i just last episode were talking and you know about like we still don't really know the ackerman thing like it's been teed up a little bit, but we don't truly know, you know. And for a moment, you know, when 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 I watched it, was oh, is this is this like a trigger because it has something to do with the Ackerman thing, or is it just him being Levi, you know? Like, yeah. what, like what is the Ackerman's role against the Founding Titan? And and because because I think we've you know we know in the past it's like they are to defend the royal family, I believe. That's right. And you know that's that was Kenny's whole shtick and and whatnot, or was was yeah was uh, was Kenny an Ackerman, or I was believe, that that's the that's the vibe that I got, and I'm just trying to remember like how was it Levi who killed him off in the end or? Well, I think he offed himself, but he, like oh, he, he really? tracked him down and, and whatnot. Gotcha. But um, but yeah, so you know, <clears throat> you know Levi awakes, explains, and it was really you know it's I like that Levi is you know he can admit he's like Zeke got me. He's like you know I wasn't. I didn't expect him to be ready to die, and that's how he got the jump on me. And it was, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things that they didn't have to take a time with that, but Levi would cop. He would cop to making that mistake, you know. For sure, because Levi makes so few, and it was, yeah, it was nice to see him being like, damn, I really didn't. I mis- I mis- uh, underestimated this guy. 
Yeah. So, so this is, you know, we're looking at this as kind of past tense and now we're, you know, we're back to like the current moment and it's, you know, I guess actually not, I think we probably didn't bring it up last episode, but um, you know, it's Levi Hange and kind of in kind of bit of a standoff with McGath and Piek. And I don't know about you. What's, what's your McGath rating? I love him. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think he's yeah. a tremendous character. I think he has some of the best stares in the show. Oh yeah. Like, and we'll get to one later closer to the end of the episode. But <laughs> yeah, we those, will. <laughs> those beautiful eyes, McGath, scare the shit out of me. <laughs> so, so, you know, like the, it's funny, you know, Han just, Han just proposing to, you know, uh, you know, McGath and Piak that, you know, realistically, like we have to join forces to take down Aaron. Cause like, what else are we going to do? And, you know, Levi's also, and Levi again has such potent, the voice actor for him is tremendous. Oh. Like his line readings are so good and you know he makes the point of like you know um like i come to you in this sad state like it reminded me of the godfather like you know you come out you know know, he's like you know like i come to you in this sad state like you know i can't stop that bullet (laughs) you know you know what i mean so and obviously like you know we know the direction they're going obviously they're going to team up i think it would be strange if they didn't you know considering like the world and because at the end of the day mcgath wants to get home and save his people too Right. You know, Piek also, it. like, all their people are back home. So it's, yeah, it's, um, God, I love, I love Levi. It's so good. It, you know, it's, it's so good to have this scene because, you know, Hanj and Levi are some of the heaviest hitters, the smartest people that we've ever seen on the parody side. And you have McGath and, and Piek who are kind of mirrored versions, you know, on the Marley side to, you know, Levi and Hanj. So it's, it's um it's so funny to see these four kind of having it out for a couple minutes. And you you love to see the heroes and villains team up whenever their <laughs> other objectives are the same. Oh yeah, it yeah. makes for an interesting dialogue for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, next, the episode moves to you know uh, Connie is camping out with Falco. Um, this scene, goddamn, I feel so bad for Connie. Like this, <laughs> they've really been dragging his, this whole mother thing out for such a long time, um, and. You know, I remember when we discovered that his mom was still alive, you know, like years ago. Season two, yeah. Season yeah. two, like, it was one of those things where, like, maybe this comes back up again. But to the extent of it, like, you know, how is it really going to come back up? And, you know, like, it seemed kind of rushed over the past few episodes where he kind of just bolts off with Falco and whatnot. But, like, this scene about him, like, sitting at the campfire, just, like, he's so fucked up over this. You know, truly, truly, like, you know, like, he... I don't think he wants to feed a kid to his mother, but like his, he has a chance to bring his mother back. You know, it's, it's misses his, yeah, yeah. It misses his mom, and like you, you put yourself in that position. What would you be willing to do for family? And yeah. luckily, at the Falco, like he doesn't really know this kid. If anything, he kind of sees this kid as the enemy. So he's like, I'll do whatever I need to to see my mother again, even if it involves talking to myself and giving it away. Yeah, seriously, talking out loud, dude. What are you? <laughs> it's tragic, but but you know, it, it's it's you know whether you like this plot line or not to see Connie being steadfast about his decision, I think is important. Like it shows like, you know, like he doesn't want to be doing it, but he, he feels like he needs to. So conviction in a, like a character's conviction in a plot line, I think can help carry it and bring it. Like I said, regardless of whether you enjoy it or not, I don't think that matters. Like in the moment, I think it is important. And I think the show is, I think this scene out of anything to do with this whole arc or this plot line, I think this is the best it's been. 
Agreed, especially yeah. with uh, when he has that line, damn it, Sasha, would you have understood if you're like, oh, man, you think back to the, them two and John. I got goosebumps. Uh, Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, they were tight. Say, the three of them. Yeah. The three of them were so tight. And, you know, it's uh, ah, Sasha, RIP. But right. um, so, you know, we do a quick, transi- uh, quick transition uh, to the village. Uh, this is where the episode just takes an absolute clown shoes direction. <laughs> I, I actually hate this. You don't, is, like the, uh, you don't like the dentist visit? Oh, gotta... my God, Bronson. It's like, you know. and <laughs> I will say, I will say, before we go yeah. a bit further, at least this moment, however silly, with the yeah. brushes, uh, Connie has his Yelena stare moment. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, That's my it. goodness. <laughs> They're both just staring at each other. Well, oh. and, and, you know, like, it's funny because, you know, Falco, I found it so interesting that Falco calls out Connie about it about like i know who you are you know like i you know he you know he he is like as you pointed out earlier connie was speaking out loud at the campfire falco wasn't asleep he heard he know like falco has put some of the pieces together and just like falco like is this revenge like you know you know did you bring me here for revenge and da 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 and connie has like a like a really good line read of like no that's that's something that happens in the heat of battle that's not what this is and then it cuts to the whole like brush like you know brushing the titan's teeth and i was like eh? <laughs> and of course there's like a beam directly above the open mouth oh uh, my god it's you know it's just <laughs> it was not like it, it's nice too though because i think i feel like it's been a while before like a titan in general has like freaked me out and like a cronenberg kind of feel sure yeah, and yeah. So just the mom just laying there with her mouth open like a freaking hungry hungry hippo just yeah for creepy. me for me it was the constant moving of her eyes right you oh, know man. it was it was like she knew it was that was her son or she knew what falco so, truly was oh interesting that was you know just because like her eyes were con every time we'd see her like they have moved and her eyes had moved. obviously like you know she's the titans are predatory in, in that regard so mm-hmm. it's not surprising she does that but the eyes are the most terrifying thing about the Titans to me. Always has been. The you know they all come in shapes and sizes. You know, yeah. like goofy smiles and different you know like faces. But it's always the eyes that are just piercing. It's it's so spooky. Oh yeah, even thinking back to like Zeke's mom. Yeah, that that that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, the eyes were definitely. Uh, I pretty... think I think the creepiest part about them is because that's the most human thing left about them because they keep their eyes. Yeah, and then you know nothing left. Yeah, it's it's. Ugh. So, so spooky. But anyway, so, you know, you know, kind of just the whole, like, you know, brushing teeth thing. And it, it barely gets anywhere. And boom, Armin and Gabby arrive. <laughs> and it just immediately turns into a hostage situation. It is so intense. Um, this happens all so fast. This is the other thing I don't like about the, this scene. This scene should have been dragged out way longer in in my opinion i think it should have been at least like you know 10 minutes it should have been dedicated most of the episode like you know it's it's i don't know like what what are your feelings on this like when gabby and armin arrive i agree that from the from the writer's perspective or like the show perspective that we need to get this plot line out of the way to get to the bigger battle stuff but i agree with you and that perhaps even a five to ten minutes could have been added on to the episode just to have more of an emotional punch yeah as opposed to i don't know it almost felt like a side quest in a video game where she's like oh let's just check off those boxes and get this done you know the the emotional punch lacks as a result yes well you know like i, I find like when it's important it, it is important it, like you know the the emotion hits but it just it goes from they show up connie's up the stairs has him over the tight over his mom, 
or, or getting to the point of getting him over his mom arm you know and so that's the thing too and you and i were talking you know this this past weekend about this specifically you called it man i was like i i guarantee you armin puts the sacrifice himself whether it yeah. happens or not you know that you know that is what it is but you know so armin gets up there it's so funny too because connie makes a line of like you smart you know it all so you don't know what it's like to be like an idiot so like don't talk you know like you don't know the situation i'm in and he's like armin don't talk and um it's funny because Armin goes to like, you know, above, you know, Connie's mom getting ready to, to jump down. And, you know, Connie's like talking at him and Armin's just like, you told me not to say anything. I was, just like, <laughs> I was like, they're it's going right. And then it was just like the tone. I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be over in 30 seconds. And lo and behold, it was, it was just Armin yeah, jumps. Best friends arguing over something like, what do you yeah. mean you don't want me to yell? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, you know, it, it just, for such a, the thing so anyway so armin jumps down connie swoops in saves him you know like crisis averted it just it, it blows my mind that they dedicated so much time to like and the necessity of going to get falco and connie right away for it to just be over like just like that you know i mean i guess that's life you know like you stop something it's over kind of thing but it just it felt like there was we climbed such a big hill for nothing because that was like a three-episode lead-up, at least for this. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, including this episode three. I would say yeah. And then it's and then that beat is almost uh, overshadowed by the fact that you know we've already been led to uh, or explained how Falco remembers nothing ever since the uh, the battle at the wall, only to then be told that his brother is <sighs> dead. And it's like oh, I forgot about that too. Yeah. So yeah. So so the kind of like the resolution, Armin and Armin and Connie are kind of having some you know, some words together, kind of just talking about, you know, Connie's just, you know, bummed out. <clears throat> and this is, it's kind of weird. I don't know if it's like just uh, the translation is a little off. Okay. But Connie makes a, a point to Armin of like, so what, you're going to sacrifice yourself and make her the colossal titan? Like she wouldn't have li- liked that. But it's like, would she been okay with being the jaw? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, be a titan just don't be that titan any or choose not to use it you know what i mean like you know i'm sure connie easily could have maybe not easily he couldn't have hidden her identity or anything like that like it doesn't matter because the story doesn't go there but it was just it seems so weird to me that connie was berating armin about his sacrifice of like she wouldn't have liked that like well she would have died anyways in 13 years had she taken the jaw yeah and then too like Nothing ever like they just leave the town and that's the end of that. So like I, I was ex- almost expecting Connie to put her out of her misery finally and for him to get that closure, but we don't really. That's get so that. true. I never thought of that. They, there is no resolution there with he's with just, his mom. Yeah, you should like I don't know like, but then again that that then that's bringing up questions of euthanasia with it, which are neither here nor there. But it, sure, it, it was a, an opportunity that could have been explored a little bit more. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. Um, so yeah, so you know, Armin and Connie have their words. Falco and Gabby have a moment. You know, Gal or Galby, um, Fal- Falco now remembers. Like you know, he's he's upset and emotional over over Colt. Um, you know, but so anyway, so the weird, the other weird part of is like, you know, Connie goes into this whole speech, and we kind of got some of this at the campfire as well about his fam- his mom told him to be a good soldier, be a fine soldier, and it's just weird. Like Connie just kidnapped Falco. He was steadfast about, you know, saving his mom. And after this whole event, he's like, yeah, okay, I'm ready. Like, it's like he's, like, clear. And he's like, I'm ready to return to the mission. And I just, I found, it just, like, <laughs> why did we do this whole thing? 
if if it's just gonna be like all right let's go back you know like I'm re- we're ready to continue where we left off like my bad it's not even a my bad it's like there's no apologies it's just like all right let's go you know it's it, it seems this whole thing seems so strange to me now that it's wrapped up more than when they kicked it off if that makes any sense yeah and then just to have like you know falco and cappy not looking over their shoulder every two seconds being like what's this guy gonna try next he's crazy yeah <laughs> but even then like we you know uh, well, it's not not quite yet, but so I guess <laughs> Mikasa Mikasa tracks down her scarf. Um, um, this was like a random little thing that happened last episode where she noticed her scarf was gone um, after the scene of her and Armin kind of getting into it a little bit about the Aaron situation. And you know, to no one's surprise, Louise has it, um, who is dying in a hospital bed. From Thunder Spear Shrapnel? Thunder Spear Shrapnel. I, you know, like this whole thing with Louise is another plot line that just, not that it hasn't made sense. Like, I understand it. I, th- I think in probably my next rewatch, there's going to be more attention paid to the scene where Mikasa originally saves her in season one. Right. You know, her return in, in season four part. It's pretty much the only time we see her is then and now, essentially. Yeah. Um, just like you know her obsession of Mikasa, and it's kind of comparable to like the way Mikasa was like running after Aaron the whole time. Yeah. Um, but it's just like I never really understood her, her whole shtick, you know. And it's just like I felt like this this scene should have been a bigger deal, but it kind of just wasn't. She's like, oh, she's just gonna die out in her bed, you know. Yeah, I just I mean. Mikasa's always been cold, but it was just kind of—it was just scroll. She just takes the scarf. Yeah, I'll take that. I got now. what I yeah. needed. And, uh, have fun. Yeah. What is, it, what is it with all these people leaving people to die, not putting them out of their misery? Seriously, yeah, seriously, yeah. Louise and Connie's mom are forever just going to be <laughs> dying mom. in the background. <laughs> but yeah, so we get that scene, and you know, like, there's not really much more to dissect with that. So, I mean, it's nice. It's—I can't wait to see Mikasa wearing wearing it in battle, and that's where kind of like the the glass half full comes from that moment. Sure. Yeah. She's got the scarf back on, you know, she's, I think, you know, now that I think about it, I think the important part of that scene is Mikasa making a choice for once. Yes. She's choosing to go track down her sweater and, or uh, her scarf rather. I think this is her of like, she's going after Aaron again, obviously like she's going to be maybe leading the charge. Um, but so anyway, so we kind of cut back to, you know, parody as a whole and all the wall Titans have moved on. Um, finally finally the noise is gone you know we get we, we've seen some scenes of like you know gene of the episode like you know just covering his ears everyone's kind of just covering their ears you know just because it's so loud and we're talking we're talking about earlier like the the hearing loss must be obscene across <laughs> all of parody <laughs> they just don't hear lower frequencies below you know 50 hertz at this point yeah it's all gone it's I'm all sure. gone I'm sure if we look hard enough, there's probably going to be a concept album called The Rumbling, where it's literally <laughs> just that noise on a loop for 60 minutes. 30 years from now, there's a, they finally have film technology and there's a documentary on <laughs> about the hearing loss of Chicken Cheetah. <laughs> but anyway, so the, it's funny. The noise has stopped, and all of a sudden, like it, it, was, it was actually really weird to see everyone celebrating. You know, it kind of cuts to people in the streets, like there's festivities. It almost feels like there's, it reminded me of the scene in Marley when, right before the Declaration of War episode, where there's all these other other countries, and all these different cultures coming in and bringing their food and everyone is happy. And it's like, it was like a sign of like, you know, embracing 
And it kind of felt like that too. Everyone's in the street drinking. Everyone's got pies. Like it's, pie, man. I, yeah. I got hungry watching this this portion. <laughs> we were watching, and Leanna's like, "What the fuck kind of pie are they eating?" It's like, <laughs> like, what is that? Like, how do they? Just, it's so, you know, it's like anime food. You know, the simplest anime food we've seen in a long time made us laugh. Of course. But um, so you know, it's again. So they kind of tee up the Jaegerists are now in control, and everyone's lives are kind of going back to normal. Um, and then we kind of get the scene of, you know, Connie and Armin and Gabby and Falco just like walking through the streets. And I think it's Falco or Falco is like, shouldn't like we not be out in the open? And Connie's like, hey, like we need to eat. <laughs> you know, it's like, Connie, <laughs> you shouldn't be talking right now. <laughs> like no one wants to hear from you right You're now. You're the last person we should be taking directives from. <laughs> yeah. But um, so anyway, they get their seat. And then this is again, this is like the big moment for me where they just had to you know, brush past like a bunch of stuff. And he just happens to be sitting beside them. Right like, beside st- yeah. stuffing their face. Like it's, <sighs> I get it. Annie hasn't probably eaten anything in like four years or whatever. She's been in the egg, but, and then like, there's this weird scene of like, Annie stuffing her face and Connie's laughing and Armin's like, no, like you can't, she hasn't like eaten. It was just, it was, it was yeah. Cause it, immediately it's, it's so like, weird. Armin, she's just been out of her cocoon for like half an hour. Can you just wait before you start making your moves? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole thing too. Like I really, it kind of bums me out that we haven't had more of Armin, you know, living with Bertolt's memories, you know, and like his Ooh. feelings and his emotions. Like, I feel like that would have been awesome to like, you know, because we saw the scenes of him talking to Annie, and like that was like the assumption by the audience that he know, had that... a crush on her of some sort. Well, or... because I think Berthold had one on her, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's anyway. So we get what they're going at, and then kind of like it's like bursting out laughing, and it didn't make any sense to me, but I did see some stuff online, people comparing it to a scene of Sasha stuffing her face. Um, and Connie also having like a big boisterous like scene of like laughing at like whatever she was doing. Okay. So I, like I was that. like, oh, maybe it is a callback. I don't know. Again, I, it was just something I saw on Reddit. But um, and yeah. it could also just be like, you know, that kind of laugh when you're in shock. Like I, I don't understand what's happening. Ha, sure. Ha, ha, ha. Like this woman tried to kill us a couple of years ago, and she's just stuffing her face. This is ridiculous. Yeah, and that's the thing too. You think Armin like his reaction would be a little different. Of like, oh shit, hey Annie, not of like, oh like leave her alone. She hasn't eaten. Like you know, it just the transitioning scene so 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 strange. Yeah, he was too calm from the get go. I mean, whenever you're the colossal titan, I guess you have a lot less to be afraid of. But sure. still, yeah, you should still be uh, at least a little apprehensive. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's and then we have a, like a quick little moment of Hitch, you know, kind of showing up with a whole pie to herself and some <laughs> drinks, and there's just a note of like, "Hey, ran into Armin and Connie uh, later, you know, thanks." <laughs> and then just like Hitch is like, "Nah, okay, you know, all right." How am I gonna? I cannot, there's no way I can finish this pie. <laughs> no way I can do this by myself. <laughs> Was there ever any? I I mean, I haven't watched the OVA, but is there ever any like romantic tones between? Hitch and Annie, or that's not really... I don't believe so, no. It was just, like, the, like, pretty much the most you saw of it was, like, um, it's alluded that Hitch knows that Annie's kind of sneaking out at night doing stuff, because, you know, because we get some of that in part one, you know, where she has that run-in with Kenny, and she's the whole thing of, like, oh, like, you know, I'm your daughter, and da-da-da, and and whatnot. So, like, you know, in those, in that time in season one, you know, Hitch kind of knew about her coming and goings, and she's, like, you know, take this case for me. I don't want to deal with it. I won't say shit about your whereabouts. 
kind of thing. So like, I think Hitch has always kind of had her back. Like you know, they're like the whole roommate thing too. So it's true. But um, anyway, so I, I this to me seemed like the last time we see Hitch. Probably. And yeah. What, what, what a better way to be left off the show than with a full pie to yourself. Yeah, like, crushing that's that such a, That's such a better end than most of these characters have gotten. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Hitch is going to come out as the real winner at the end of all this. Um, so, post this, we get to the real juice of the episode. Um, yes. So, we kind of just like, it just cuts right to um, Jean, rooftop, right? Jean. Yeah, the rooftop. It's like a, a huge grouping of scouts. Um, or sorry, Jaegerus, pardon me. Yeah. And um, Flock has a gun on Elena, and Jean has a gun uh, on uh, on Capone, who are both kneeling. It's like an execution style uh, situation. Is what's going on? It's clearly, an execution of some sort. Um, you know, and we get God, we get more Flock. Just like you know, be like kind of just every time we see him, he's more or less giving the same speech of like you know. You know, you guys are being tried for... The, it's more of a trial than anything, I suppose, this time around. Like, he's, like, pointing out all of Elena's sins or whatnot. And she helped Zeke do this and da-da-da-da. Like, we, it's so funny. Like, I feel like I f- didn't feel bad for Elena. But it's like, we know what she did. Like, let's fucking... Let's go. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Just kill her. Kill her. You know? <laughs> it's like, if there's more people... Like, I would... In this situation, I would rather it be reversed. And, you know, she'd get a shot off on him. But... Ooh, um wow. So you... Okay, <sighs> like, in the... In the I hate that person... Oh, I hate Flock way more. No doubt. Wow. No doubt can, in my mind. You know yeah. what? I, I think I can... I can sympathize just given that Flock came from such a good brood to go that sour... You know, it, it like when he first showed that side of himself, and we'll, we'll get back to this. But like when when we first saw that side of Flock, like it actually was like, who, like who who is this guy again? It was like why like you know, and he's like there's there's a scene. I think it's the funeral in part one. They're all in the church, and right. he's just like egging Aaron on, or huh. may, or maybe uh, well, this would have been scene three, part two. Maybe at the end of part two. Okay, there's a funeral, and Jean has to break up a fight between Flock and Aaron. Or maybe it was Aaron broke up a fight between Flock and Jean. But anyway, sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's just like we had the little moments with them, and like you know, like he's just always grandstanding. You know, like he just he went from Irwin should have lived to like we are the supreme race. You know, and then we had those scenes with him on the yeah. blimp too, and like he was just candidly, he was like, let's just throw these kids out the fucking window. Right. And Jean oh. was like, no, like Dude. no. <laughs> Which makes yeah, which yeah. which in which you, you had alluded to last episode when we were talking that like, what the hell did Aaron say to this guy? Yeah, Jesus, like just turned him into an absolute like attack dog, you know, and like oh. he was he was so crushed about what happened, you know, with at the Beast Titan showdown, you know, at the end of season three, like I don't know, and that that's why I think that I think he he knew something, you know, because he was able, I think he was involved in the whole thing of like getting Aaron to Yelena uh, originally. You know, so they could plan out their stuff with Zeke. But, like, regardless of Aaron... Like, Aaron doesn't care about what's... He only cares about what's going on in the outside world. Like, he wants to, you know, destroy all his enemies. You know, until, like, the people that he cares about, they're the ones surviving. The thing I don't get is Aaron wouldn't stand for, like, what Flock is doing. I really don't think he would. Because now he's just imposing his rule on other people. And that's not what Aaron wants, I don't think. I do hope we'll get some sort of flashback and then it'll turn out, you know, that Aaron 
he he gave him a message, but it was nowhere near as uh, flocked just ran with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, he just took it and brought it from you know a three to a ten immediately and was like, yeah, and then I'll rule everything, and then we'll da da da. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So anyway, so like I said, if it came down to it, you know, I had. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 I, if I had one, you know, if I had uh, three bullets and I cho- choose between flocking land, I'd shoot, I'd shoot flock three times. But uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> however that bit goes, or but, or, or four times, yeah. as we'll see see shortly. Yeah. So it, oh, there you go, perfect. So um, before they move on, Anya Capone kind of you know he, it, it's so funny, like, like almost like flock is like kind of going on about like Anya Capone's sins or whatever and on your phone kind of just interrupts and uh you know like it's really sad like only come on gets into like his whole detail like yeah like yeah i did you know i chose to be here you know to save my land and my choices have led to my land being destroyed and it's just my like, family massacre oh. like you can see you can it blows my mind somehow in animation they can just show you know and like attack on titan looks great but like you know there's shows that do like such such a better job with scenes like this mm-hmm. but i think in this moment only capone specifically like his whole like the line readings and you know what he was saying it was you could really tell like how like hard on himself he's being he's like i fucked up like this is my fault you know there's no one else to blame but me and he kind of does like this last minute plead to jean and you know and <laughs> I hate it. I, I don't like cutaways like this. This is what I was talking about last episode. We were talking about Annie and Hitch, like when they're throwing down originally and it cuts to the OP and, you know, we're like, Oh, like what could happen? Like, is she going to turn into the Titan or, you know, we, we genuinely like, I felt like it was, that was suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Jean just starts firing. It cuts away. We hear the four shots yeah. and it's like, obviously Jean didn't shoot Oni Capone. Like, come on. You know, you know what I mean? It's like the two differences of suspense, but, um, you know, cuts back. There's four shots in the ground. Flock is just like, you know, catching flies. Like his mouth is just wide open. Like, huh? <laughs> Why so would you, how did you miss him four times? Yeah. And just like that, boom, cart Titan arrives on the scene. And I, even the way like John hops in, like it, it looks as though like he's trying to save because he pushes, he pushes flock out of the way. Right. Mm hmm. So at first you're like, what is going on? Ja, ja. So he definitely did that. Like, d- d- the assumption is like that they're all dead, right? Do you think he's right. doing that? Like he was trying to save Flock? Like trying to buy them some time maybe? Maybe, or just a, it's such a so confusing thing that happens that, yeah, he maybe he makes it look like the card to Titan was maybe going for Flock at first. Mm-hmm. And then Ja, yeah, you know, sacrifice himself for Flock just to get any idea or just yeah just get the hell out of dodge so to speak yeah but so anyway so jean is able to grab all three of them bolts off and um and then so then we also we get it like it's clearly a distraction because we've seen we see armin and co um they're in wagon so you know armin and it's so funny annie's like sitting like all tightly bundled in the back of the wagon (laughs) um so you got armin and annie and you know gabby and falco connie they're on the run. They got like these massive wagons. The size of the wagons blew my mind. I don't know why. I was so like I was stuck on the size of the wagons. Like these are like industrial size wagons. This You're is gonna like, get away. <laughs> like <laughs> there's no way one horse is pulling this wagon. Yeah. <laughs> you know. What I mean? Question. Question for you. Um, yeah. Who was watching them outside that window? At first, I thought it was Reiner. You know, I was like, okay, but then. You know, up, you know, like, yeah. But then it cuts to them like they were clearly going to get Reiner. 
So I don't know who that was supposed to be. I really don't know who that was supposed to be. The commander who was telling the other troops to lay low and attack when the time is right. Maybe? I thought that was my other thing too. Maybe it was Shadis, kind of you know, Shottis. just observing, see, you know, knowing they're getting away, or you know, now that he sees them, like you know, maybe he'll make a move when they do, kind of thing. You know, it could be a subtle way of like not him just surprising it in a big moment or something like that. But the to me, the way they they kind of teased it made it seem like. It's going to be a big surprise later. Playing, you yeah, know. I know. Just yeah, with that silhouette, that it, it's it, hopefully it'll be some sort of payoff, and or that person will join the battle down the road, being like, "Hey, I saw you on your way out, and those giant fucking cats." Here's so here's a fun here's a fun what if, what if it's Aaron? And what if what if Aaron, <sighs> you know, has somehow like because we haven't seen him, we don't know where he is, we don't necessarily know that he is like personally oh. well we don't know he's personally escorting the wall titans to flatten the earth right like he right. could have you know come out of his form and is off doing something else oh, that'd be so, cool. so you know like i said that's that would just be a fun what if but like do you have any other ideas like some you know random uh, random throws of who it might be oh man honestly it was just yeah shot or i didn't even think of Aaron. sorry you've just like blown my mind right now if it does end up being him <laughs> or if he somehow end up he's able to like clone himself with his new titan founder titan abilities sure uh, i got nothing i'm gonna go with uh uh daily double shot us all right <laughs> we're doubling down on shot um so anyway so from there it cuts to you know we see reiner sleeping on the floor and uh you know annie kicks him some water's thrown on him and uh, we get to the the. This is the other thing that the the manga fan base was super unimpressed with. Uh, time to save the world. <laughs> yeah. Everyone hated that. I guess uh, the manga readers at the time. That was the other big part of this chapter that people were super not jazzed on. It just seemed very like not Attack on Titan. I guess more but, Avengers um, and less Attack on Titan. It felt I guess. very yeah. Avengers too. But it's it's hard. Like you see that kind of shot in so many mediums. Everything. You know, yeah. like it's. It, I don't think it, it matters. Like it's. It was funny too. Just see them all like kind of stanced up and Gabby and Falco too. Like they're a part of the squad. Like, and it's crazy to think we got four of the Titan shifters all in one room like that. And one just chilling outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so cool. But um, so that's, that's the episode. All right. Uh, call back before we close up shop. Yes. For, so I brought up McGath up here or his look earlier. The look that that man gives Yelena. Oh yes. Yes. It's yes, yes, so sorry. beautiful. <laughs> Yes, we did. We did. Uh, my bad. We totally blast past we get that. Some, we get some jaw throwing up action. Always oh, a classic. It's so funny because I feel like every time you see a character throwing up an anime, it's always like rainbow. Have you ever have you ever seen that before? <laughs> no. A- almost almost any anime uh, you see, if a character is vomiting and you see them vomiting on screen, it's always like rainbow and sparkles like coming out <laughs> of their mouth. And I think this is actually the first time I've seen an anime where like. It doesn't explicitly look like vomit, like, you know, maybe it's just water or whatever. But I was like, oh, wow, that's weird. It, it, it was actually weird it's, to see, like, anime vomit right? without sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so only Capone and Jean have, like, a little moment in the river to each other. It's like, ah, shut up, like, wash up, you know. I did. Yeah. You know, Jean has a line of, like, you know, I, you know, only Capone's like, oh, I thought you would join them. And Jean's like, no, like, you know, and he makes, like, a weird reference to, like, you know, the ash or the, the, Ashes of his bones. Yeah, the ashy bones or, or some, along those lines. We had to look that up. I think that's just referring to, like, you know, all the people he's lost along the way, like Marco and, you know, Sasha and all that. And, you know, just this whole legacy or this whole saga of people dying, you know, for, for needlessly. 
Um, and then John's, uh, joke uh, to a uh, PX breath. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> or Han, Han just like, you know, you're in the Titan for months there. Uh, do you, and then they have a, a brushing your teeth callback. Yeah. I'll uh, tell you say that to a <laughs> too, too soon. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Dave and I talk about this all the time. Do you love or hate uh, PX or uh, Titan voiceover? I like it. Yeah, we do too. It's, I think it's, it's so off-putting good. enough where, like, <laughs> yeah. the fact that she speaks A is creepy, and it's different enough from the Beast Titan so that it really gives it, uh, it gives the Cart Titan its its own character, which, yes. you know, you look at all these other abilities that they have, and, you know, what does the Cart and Titan do? She kind of just carries stuff along, but Piek has really grown on me and, and turned out to be one of the cooler uh, fighters at the end of it all. But, yeah, I love I love the voiceover work. Yeah, all oh, very. This whole show is very, very, uh, I can't, I can't even reference a poor voice work in this show it's it's always been top tier but uh, to the moment you, you know you were you were uh, you were talking to is you know Yelena's like why me and like you just turn to see you know Piek and my god just staring her down and like you're harsh <laughs> you know it's just oh yeah it's good stuff but did you um, catch um uh next episode's title never do never do Ooh. it um I've been burned I I, I think Dave, you know, I, well, anyone listening, you know, we would have heard it on the pod, but the, the, it wasn't the two brothers, but it was like the 20th or uh, 2000 years to you. Like, just like the way they tee up some moments, it's like, uh, like I would have in the moment would have loved to see what they meant by that. Or, you know, you see the episode title when you hit play, you're like, oh, this is what we're getting into. Like, oh, okay, okay. I, I much, much prefer. And then also like, you know, uh, a couple episodes uh, ago, it was called Thaw. And you see that you're like, oh, well, oh. Annie's back. You know, like big surprise, like you know, like this. You know what I mean? So it's, I like to see keep it as right to the very end if I can. So, yeah, it's not too. I mean, I won't, I won't give you the title, but it's nothing. Uh, if anything, it's just alluding to stuff to go down. And I, I really have no idea where we're gonna go with this. Like, are we gonna get off parody? Are the colossal titan even off the island yet? Are they like mid ocean during their travels? Like, uh, I don't know where it's going. Yeah, that's the thing too. I don't. I don't think we've ever been given an exact number of distance between, you know, the mainland and and Parody Island. So mm-hmm. it's the because they move at a pretty slow pace, right? Like it's yes. it's only been a, a maybe a day or two before they're completely out of noise, you know, away from like, you know, the the city itself. So it's I don't know. It's we're in for a wild ride, I think, because there's four episodes left, I believe. Yes. So it's there's. It's still a lot, but also not a lot left <laughs> to cover. So, but um, but yeah. Anyway, so thank you, Bronson, so much for uh, for giving us a handout this week. Um, uh, so, and again, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your patience. Um, if uh, this is your first time listening, uh, you can follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook at uh, Part Time Otaku Podcast, um, and uh, reach out to us. Uh, let us know about. Uh, I'm more curious, like no spoilers, please. But if if anyone would love to post, um, I'd be curious to see people's takes on th- when they first read this chapter because I have read there's a lot of distaste for it at the time. So, but uh, so uh, reach out to us and uh, thank you guys for listening as always. Take care, guys. Bye.